Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen Lebooth, and we got some great stories for you today. Hmm, it's just going to be me again today. My co-host Lexi isn't here. She's helping some family members with some stuff. But it's just me, and I got some great stuff today. So, I hope you're ready to be scared. (laughs) Hope everybody's been great. (sighs) It's Wednesday. Get over the hump. It'll be a good day at work for you guys. But, I'm looking forward to September. We got a month till Halloween. Well... I celebrate Halloween all through October, so I'll decorate the house the first weekend of October and be ready. Well, I guess I'll stop bullshitting and I'll get on with some great scary, scary stories for you guys. Okay, I guess we'll start with the first one. The first one is Hamburger Mary's, the little girl in the window. Yeah, the first couple ones I'm going to do are going to be short, but there's a good long one I saved for the last story. So, hope it's good for you, as it's good for me. (laughs) Okay. Okay, at Hamburger Mary's in Orlando, Florida, it's it supposedly takes the uh, there's a spirit there that takes the form of a little girl, dressed in Victorian clothing. Staff members claim to have heard the little girl tapping on the window, and skipping down the street late at night. This is a haunted burger joint. It's certainly un- it's certainly an unusual one. But Hamburger Mary's Bar and Grill was not it was not always an eating place. In the past it was a hardware store, so perhaps this is where the tales of the little girl in Victorian clothing uh, originate from. But nobody really knows because I guess there's never been a reporting of a little girl dying in the building or something. But who knows why she haunts the place. She might have died in in the nearby street or died in the building or something. But staff claim that they have often seen the little girl in the restaurant always skipping down the pavement outside. She also know, is known to knock on doors in the walls of the place. <laughs> well, like I told you, I got some short ones. I tried to research really hard this week on this stuff, but even on that DuckDuckGo, I thought it was good. Just, I guess it just depends on how much crap's out there about what you're looking for. <laughs> okay. I guess we will get ready to do story number two. It is... Okay, this is the ghost dog of Lake Eola. Lake Eola. 
in Florida. In Orlando, I believe. Yes, Orlando. According to local lore, there is a ghost dog that wanders around the eastern side of downtown Orlando's Lake Eloa. Eloa. I can't freaking talk. Oila. The dog is known to be a little brown terrier and is known as a... And is known to uh, be there and then disappear sometimes. When you stop paying attention to him, that's when he disappears. What happened to this dog? Oh, what happened to this dog? Oh, what happened to this dog that makes him appear? Was he abandoned by the owners there? Or he was just a drifter through and something happened to him? Always, he's always trying, they say he's always trying to find someone to uh, take care of him and be his best friend. Or did something tragic happen to him? Nobody really knows. And, and he, and sometimes on the ledge of get himself. Okay, sometimes he's known to like look like look like he's getting out of the water, climbs up on the ledge and gets out of the water like he went for a little dip or something. One explanation to this story is that a poor little dog belonged to a young boy. The family had just moved to Orlando area in the early 1900s, but no dogs were allowed in its complex. So the father took the dog Oh God! So the father took the dog and they put the dog in a bag and threw him into the water to drown him. While the dog didn't make it out alive, he still wanders the lake looking for his boy, looking for his master. That's sad. See, that's what I don't get. I'm a big pet guy, and I don't get it. I understand, you know, that they couldn't have animals in the place where they was moving to. Give it to somebody or something. Jesus, just kill it and like it's nothing. Like it's nothing, man. Yeah, I told you these are short ones. This is going to be like a 30-minute show today. Because I'm done with that one. This is our third story. But the fourth one, it's going to last a little bit. Okay. This story is the Whoop Hops Brewing Company. Originally, this was a fish market, and the building was constructed in 1916. It closed in the early 70s, and has since been home to a few businesses in some years of being vacant. The building is now Sanford's first microbrewery, Whoop Hops Brewing Company. The building uh, has reports of cold spots and apparitions. Mediums that have been inside report that they that there are five spirits that have been able to pick up their names. Oops, sorry. Pick up their names. Jennifer and Claudia roam between the two connected buildings. Stephen hangs out by the bathroom by the bathroom in the hallway 
And David is spotted out in the brewery garden area. Not much is known about the fifth spirit. One medium said that it could be the spirit. Okay. So it could be the. Huh. History. It is. Huh. Okay. That don't make any sense. But it says. His uh, history. Oh, his. Anyway, Stephen, he hangs out in the uh, gardens, the brewery gardens. And no one really knows his story or anything. However, dogs and small children do not like going into the back area of the brewery. As for David, a respected sensitive sensitive said that he was, oh gosh, bitten to death because he was selling, oh, tainted horse meat which made several people ill. A second a second sensitive sensitive stated that David was beaten to death by being homosexual. I was probably bet on that one. I wouldn't bet, you know, he got tortured because of the hamburger meat. Probably that cuz back then, you know, that wasn't accepted and wasn't cool and you know. And people got killed or beaten for you know being that way which is wrong and effed up since the opening of their brewery several independent mediums have (laughs) been inside and have given the staff similar readings of the building pick up on each spirit giving the same info regarding the spirits background in the area they are spotted hmm so if you're ever down in Florida, go check out the uh, Whoops Hoops Brewing Company. Bye bye. It ought to be pretty good. Yeah, that was uh, three stories. I'm telling you, I'm glad this one's gonna last a while. It's like I said, we'll have about a thirty minute show today. I'm sorry, I gotta take a. I'm gonna stop real quick, and I'll be right back. I gotta turn the fan on. All right, I went and turned the fan on. I need some circulation in here. I try to keep it quiet. I don't like having the fans and shit on because it picks it up. So, if you hear a fan, I'm sorry. I'm little, little sticky. All right, we're gonna go with the. Excuse me. Excuse me again. We're gonna go through the watery graves of Lake. Oka Oka Chahobi. Throughout the world there have there throughout the world there have at times been found mysterious remains that have been left where they lie for hundreds of thousands of years in which in which serve to baffle and confuse who look upon them leaving a few clues as to their fates or why they are there, where they are. This might be within tombs locked away underground, mummies scattered around deserts, within jungles, or atop the highest mountain. And they always leave mysterious swirling about them, something mysterious swirling about them. Some of the... uh, uh, oddest such discoveries have been made underwater. And here 
down in the depths below the waves of those of those who have sunk here along with whatever secrets they uh, carried in life. One of the strange stranger discoveries of the mystery watery graves comes from Lake Okeechobee in Florida. It covers 734 square miles and is spiraling across five counties. Oh, Lord, that's a big one. It is the second largest freshwater lake com- completely, with- completely within the United States. And even at... Even its name comes across from the native Hitchiti. 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 Meaning water or chamba, meaning big. In modern days, it was known for its spell, its spell, splendid scenery and outdoor recreations, <coughs> such as fishing. And other water stuff, but beneath its vineyard is a beauty. Its vineyard of beauty lies a dark side. It was a long. It was long hidden away within the Florida interior. And in. Okay, it was uh, hidden within the Florida interior, and within thick jungle and steeped in native lore and legend, the lake remained completely uncharted. And explored by outsiders until the 18. It was never been explored or anything by the outsiders or anything till the 1800s, when the area became developed and settled by the white man. That's what it says. It says white man. In order, 1910. In oh, in in around. Anyways, in 1910, these uh. Prisoners to this land of thick cypress stands and clouds of mosquitoes and swamps, reeds, and forests beginning to bring back spooky stories from the muddy shores of the lake. Fishermen, fishermen in the area told of bringing up human skulls instead of fish. And local uh, folklore says Charlie Carlson explained this. Several old catfishermen told of catching human skulls in their nets. One early settler claimed that there were so many skulls in these shallows that during a during low low water it looked like a, a pumpkin patch. These spooky tales were established when a surveyor who was looking to clear the land at the place on the lake called Classy Island, claimed to have unearthed an estimated 50 skulls buried in the shallow graves within the wet sand. See, a lot of it's too, you know, because our water levels and the lakes and stuff have, you know, changed since for 100, you know, since 100 years ago or 200 years ago. They're different. So what was buried by the shore is probably under the water now. So that's that makes sense. Let me find my spot. That's the only thing I hate when I stop and talk because I lose where I was. 
Okay, unearth, shut up, Graves. Okay, in 1918, there were also gruesome discovery of hundreds of skeletons lodged into the slit along the north side of Rita and Creamer Island during a period of low water. In, the 19, in 1953, a fisherman named Willis Crosby stumbled across nearly a dozen human skulls staring back at him through the murky water. And he would say it's grim and startling discovery. Oh, he would say that it was a grim and startling discovery. There were a bunch of other bones scattered all over the bottom. I guess they were human. Everybody said they were Indian bones. It was pretty much common sight when the water was down. There are many accounts of finding human bones and skulls littering the bottom of the lake. Often made visible when water levels dropped, which was not really good for the uh, tourist business and real estate brokers who flocked to the area looking to develop it into some sort of resort. Some findings have gone on right up to the present to present times when during a drought in 2006 and 7 there were revealed large proportions of the muddy bottom which was found to contain native artifacts and thousands of human skulls. See man, I don't know if I'd want to fuck with them. I'd leave them there because the Indians buried them there. You know, that's like their burial ground, so I wouldn't fuck with them, and I'd just leave them alone, just in case they were Indian skulls, and that's like a big burial grave. Interesting, interestingly, there have been claims that some of the remains found at the time were individuals far taller than any natives of the area, with some skeletons supposedly found of those who would measure over seven feet in height. Whether these stories of giant skeletons found here are true or not, there have been definite there have been de there have definitely been a lot of bones found at the lake. And the really strange thing is that no one really knows where all these skulls and bones came from. It has been suggested that they were victims of a mass of the massive hurricanes that hit the area in 1926 and 1928, which killed thousands of people, but most of those were gathered up and burned on the uh, mainland. It would still not be explained all the, all the remains found here before those dates. And there, also, and there is also the fact hmm, that in the early 1900s, there is a very... Oh, in the 1900s, this was a very sparely populated region, meaning that it seems strange there should be such large amounts of human remains all in one place if this was due to any uh, sort of disaster. Another theory is that these remains come from massive, comes from a massive battle that took place for an early... Oh, place here, namely the 1837 Battle of Okeechobee, which was found during the uh, Seminole War. But this, it, 
but it's estimate, estimated to have resulted in only a few dozen deaths. And so could not explain the finding of a hundred mystery uh, skeletons uh, that are down in the muck of the lake. Other theories are that they are a mass burial site for natives of the area at they oh of the area or that they were evidence of some lost tribe. But there's no evidence that points to this, as the remains are spread such su, uh, spread over such a large area, and were obvious, ob, obvious, obvious, obviously, not either found near the bodies, just their bones. Additionally, they didn't seem to be the doing of this in the uh, folklorist. Carlson, he said of the mystery bones, historians have found no connection to early Spanish or some believe the bones may be more than thousands of years old. So there's really no ties to these bones to the local Indians, to the Spanish when they came through. It's just a shitload of bones and they don't know what the hell's going on. Excuse me. I got the hiccups. Sorry, I ate dinner before I did this, and man, I got the hiccups. Another idea is based on a piece of local laurel that says that in 1841, several hundred Seminole warriors chose to commit mass suicide at the lake rather than be captured by the enemy. Settling their thoughts and finding themselves into the murky waters as they closed as uh, the every everything closed around them but there are very little in the historical records to show that that's ever uh really happened there's also a lore that says that the seminoles put a curse upon the lake and that this curse actually is responsible for a lot of deaths and accidents here so this lake has had a history history of accidents and deaths lost my place such as this tragic airline crash of trister trister flight 401 in 1972 and a val value jet flight 529 in 1996 both of which plummeted into the area costing hundreds of hundreds of lives but for now no one knows and the mystery of the skeletons of lake okeechobee remain a mystery equally as spooky is a uh, trove of mystery human remains found submerged in sinkholes in mexico in the yakutan peninsula which also just happened to be surprisingly cursed and haunted. The place is known as Sakayoman, is what is referred to as a cenote, which is a pit which is formed when limestone bedrock collapsed to expose the underground, the uh, underwater beneath. Well, no, well, 
that's how they say a lot of the uh, caves and stuff happen, you know, because the limestone leaks and the water gets in there and da 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 da. So, well known for the uh, crystal clear water, these C notes are scared uh, are scattered all about the uh, Yucatan Peninsula. With around 6,000 of them known so far as many, <clears throat> 6,000 of them known so far and many of which have dark histories as places of ritual sacrifice for the ancient minds. The Sino Sakuyuma was never used for such purpose. It was feared by the Mayans as a cursed place guarded by demons and natives of the area have to this still to this day steered clear of it saying it's haunted by angry spirits. Saka yum 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 la God these words Saka Yum lies just under the ruins of ancient Maya city of I'm going to butcher this fucking name, too. Sorry if I am. Maya Paranches reaches a depth around 115 feet. It was a long, completely explored... It was long, completely explored... Oh, it was long, completely unexplored until a resident survey went into the depths and found some strange things indeed. Down there, the uh, strictly clear water and with numerous human remains that no one can equip for with archaeologist Bradley Russell saying that there are individual devices here. It was strange that the first time we saw it, but very from the very first dive, we had seen skulls in the... At the time of these dive, at the time of the dive, we were still doing an internal assumption and putting together a plan of action for mapping the C note. Among the many remains the researchers have found within these C notes, two submerged chambers are those of women with. With a skull that was intentionally flattened at birth for unknown reasons. These remains of cows and skulls processing teeth in processing teeth that are in remarkably good condition, suggesting they had been young at the time of death. As they all as as to why all the bones are here. No one really knows. They do not display any sort of trauma, meaning that there were likely not sacrificed or offerings. And many of the remains seem to be from people 18 years or younger. There are also no signs of of reckless or... There are also no signs of, like, fights and, like, aggressive behavior, like, just... Them getting killed, like getting their heads chopped off, stabbed, stuff like that, buried within them. Meaning that there were not some sort of society elite getting a uh, special burial. 
Yeah, so they thought maybe this is where the elite got buried, the rich people, and that's not it either. They could have been victims of a disease that uh, were tossed down here, and there is no way to know that. But it would explain why many choose to stay away from the place and could have given rise to the legends of the curse combined with the fact that the sinkhole lies in the south of Maya Paparachis, with, with south being the traditional Mayan direction of the underworld. In the end, no one knows and the no one knows and those bodies remain forgotten down in those clear waters as mis, as mysterious as they have always been a fairy grim discovery was also made in the uh, country of sweden in 2009 when archaeologists uncovered a treasure trove of the macabiri while excavating a remote lake bed in the eastern shore of Lake Vetern. The researchers were able to find numerous skulls dating back to, dating back to around 8,000 years ago from men, women, children. Many of those were curiously mounted on top. So, Pretty weird stuff, man, but no one really knows. I mean, like these sinkholes, at one time, there was land on top. So, sorry, these people had to find a way down to stick the bodies down there. Or it could have sank in <coughs> later in life and they dumped them in there. I mean, no one really knows because, truthfully, I wouldn't be going down there and grabbing any damn heads or skeletons and bringing them up because... If it was for uh, where the Indians were buried, I wouldn't touch them. So it's just a big mystery, man. I mean, why are all these skeletons here? I mean, no one knows. That's what I mean. There's so much stuff really out there that we really do not know about. Hmm. Well, I sure am glad you all keep listening. Our numbers keep going up. We are at 200 downloads already for the month. We've never hit that this quick. So thank you guys. Keep doing it. And I don't know who all is doing it, but I know once or twice a month, about once a month, we get uh, 86 to 90 downloads in a day. And thank you guys for that. We are growing, and it's it's growing little, but nothing huge, but... I'm glad everybody's liking what I'm doing, and Lexi will be back, so I'm going to try to get her in here next uh, time we do one, so y'all can hear Lexi, my co-host with the most, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoy it, though, like I said, keep giving me the thumbs up, giving me likes, giving me five-star reviews, keep downloading, guys, because this is amazing, and I love doing this, I love podcasting, I love telling scary stories. Excuse me. Well, what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm going to start making more videos for sure. Next one will be a video and it will be up on our uh, YouTube page. Don't forget. Check that out. Check out our Instagram. Check out. I don't know if ghost. Uh, I know we got a face. Excuse me. A Facebook ghost stories told from the south. So, yeah, check it out. We've got our. uh 
podcast that we do, you know, Ghost Stories Told from the South. It's on Spotify, iHeart, Pandora. We're pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts now. And there's other places wanting us to join their team. So it's looking up for us, guys. And I appreciate everybody's love. Canada, you're kicking ass. You're downloading stuff left and right. Spain, Australia. Uh, I noticed Russia's starting to download more. Germany is. So keep it up, guys. And, of course, the United States is uh, downloading a lot, too. So it's awesome being heard, heard in so many countries. But I appreciate it, guys. Let's keep up the uh, good work, guys. But next week, I'm going to make this one a good 45 minutes. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one and the watery graves and the haunted burger joints. So this has been Ghost Stories Told from the South. And I am your host, Stephen Labouth. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great evening. And don't be too scared when you go to bed tonight. Look behind your back when you're in the hallway. Or if you're shutting the shop down and you're by yourself. Beware of the creepy weepies. I will see you guys later. Bye.